This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about letting go letting go of a past relationship that you're still maybe you're mourning that relationship or you're thinking about the relationship or you know you haven't gotten closure in the relationship or you feel like you haven't gotten closure in the relationship one of the hardest realizations that you're going to have is knowing if you're dealing with a narcissist is knowing that that person really didn't care about you as a person, okay? This is one of the hardest concepts for people to understand because they always think about the beginning of the relationship. They always think about how kind that person was and how giving that person was and, you know, how they really thought they knew that person, you know, and how that person was texting them all the time, calling them all the time. And you really thought in your mind that, you know, this person really liked you, okay? But what you have to realize is that a narcissist doesn't love the way a typical person who doesn't have narcissism loves, okay? A narcissist loves something about you, but it wasn't you as the person, they loved the supply that you offered them. And what you have to really do is you have to reflect back on the relationship and you have to say to yourself, what was it about me that attracted the narcissist? Narcissist, Okay. Was it, you know, a financial supply? Was it the fact that they were looking to get sex off me? Was it that they were looking for security? You had some form of security that you were offering them. Maybe they saw you as an opportunity, as a stepping stone to grow a business or something along those lines. And sometimes the su- supply could just be ego. And that's what a lot of people forget too. They they forget the fact, a lot of people say, well, what what are they doing with me? Why do they keep me around if they don't like me? Because a lot of them will keep you around for their ego, okay? They love to have their egos flattered. A lot of a lot of players do this, and a lot of people that play options do this. In other words, not everybody keeps you around because they think you're the love of their life. They keep you around because you're giving them something. You could be giving them attention. They They like the fact to know that you're there. You're somebody to talk to on their downtime when they're at work, okay? But the thing that you have to keep in mind is if they were so perfect for you, 
things wouldn't have gone the way they did. And what you have to look at is the end of the relationship, not the beginning of the relationship, because in the end, you'll see who that person really was because they're not guarded towards the end of the relationship. They're not worried about how they come off. They're not worried about the fact that they criticized you because now they're criticizing and devaluing you because they're either sick of you, they're bored of you, or you're not offering any supply to them anymore, and they've gotten everything they can get out of you. So that's the true person, because if they really cared about you as a person, now listen and listen good, you guys, when somebody really cares about you, They will not criticize and judge you and try to hurt you that way. There's a difference between, um, you know, giving somebody, giving somebody, in other words, you know, criticism to help them to better themselves. And there's such a thing as somebody just ripping you to shreds. And that's how you know that you're dealing with a narcissist because a narcissist is very cruel about it. They will hit you every which way to try to hurt you. Now, this is what you got to remember. You know, people get mad, but when you are dealing with a narcissist, a narcissist doesn't hold back. Whereas somebody else, okay, they're in a relationship with you and it doesn't work out. They may, you know, criticize you here or there, but they're not going to to really rip you down to the bone the way a narcissist is. And that's one of the, you know, ways you could tell that you're dealing with a narcissist person because a narcissistic person is going to, they're going to bring up things that they know will cut you up to your core, okay? But what you have to keep in mind when you're dealing with these people, in order to keep your sanity and keep your self-worth, You've got to always look at this person and say to yourself, well, look at who I'm dealing with here. Always look at where it's coming from, okay? You're dealing with somebody who's a narcissist, who's trying to put you down, who's toxic. So never let these people get to you. I know that's easier said than done, and it takes practice, and it takes, you know, really building yourself up to say to yourself and respect yourself and say to yourself, you know what? I don't give a fuck what this person says to me. Because anything they say means shit, okay? Because they're a toxic person and they're trying to put me down because they're jealous of me or they're not getting what they want out of me. And that's tough shit, okay? That's just tough shit because you have to have your boundaries in place. You And, and this is another thing I, I want to bring up too about narcissists. They're always going for people that are people, people pleasers. They like people that are always trying to please because those people are easy to manipulate. All right. Those are the people that are going to sit there and go back and forth with the narcissist and say, well, what do you mean by that? And, 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 you know, I'm really trying here and everything like that, instead of saying to themselves, you know what? No, I'm not going to allow you to put me down. I am not going to allow you to disrespect me like this and, you know, step away from the conversation and, and take a step back and say, you know what? Now, I now there's nothing to talk about because until you're able to show me respect and talk to me with respect, there's nothing to talk about here. Okay. And that's the difference between somebody who values themselves 
and somebody who who has you know low self-worth who is going to sit there and go back and forth with the narcissist trying to defend themselves you do not need to defend yourself to anybody and especially to a narcissist okay if you if you're doing everything that you should be doing in the relationship you know you're a good person you sacrifice you you try to you know work with this person and this person is just unbending you have to just fly the flag and say you know what this person is impossible and narcissists are impossible there is no pleasing a narcissist that's when you have to just kind of you've got to abandon ship and walk away from that or you're going to be constantly living with mess all right it'll never end and it will escalate and get worse as time goes by because the longer a narcissist has you the more they feel they have control over you and the abuse gets worse, all right? Like when you're dealing with somebody who's physically abusive, it doesn't start off generally as physically abusive. It starts off slower. They start out, you know, emotionally abusive, you know, calling you little comments like you're a bitch or this or that. That's how it starts, okay? And then as slowly as the relationship goes on and they've done that and you haven't checked them and you haven't put that boundary and told them, listen, you ever talk to me like that again, you and I will not be talking and I will be out of here, okay? Because if you just let it go, let it go, let it go, without having a consequence to your boundary, that person's going to continue disrespecting you and feel like you're a jerk and they can keep doing it. All right. But you know, this podcast is about letting go and looking back on the relationship for what it was. All right. You've got to look at it with a, you know, with your mind and not your heart. And you have to say to yourself, you know, the relationship was not what I thought it was. And I have to accept that. I have to accept the fact that this person wasn't who I thought they were. Okay. That's the hardest realization ever is, is, is saying to yourself, this person was not who I thought they were. And what makes it harder is if you dealt with a narcissist that was love bombing you, okay, and really future faking and, and making out this perfect dream, your ultimate dream, you thought your ultimate soulmate was there and this was your dream and you were going to have a wonderful life with this person. And then all of a sudden, you know, from nowhere, this person turns cold on you, all right? This person is no longer, maybe they're no longer texting you as much. Maybe they're showing indifference to you. This is what happens after the devalue stage. The narcissist is going to be indifferent. In other words, they're, they're going to, you know, take or leave you. And when they start to do that, when they start to show you that indifference, you can best believe they got somebody lined up on the side. That's why they're being indifferent to you because they know in their mind, they got somebody lined up on the side. Okay. So b believe me when I tell you, if they're not into you and they're not showing that, you know, the attention that they were in the beginning you can trust to believe that attention is going somewhere, all right? That this person was, you know, most times is out creeping and now they're showing indifference to you. They're still in the relationship, okay? They're still in the relationship with you, but now they, they have interest elsewhere because now, you know, 
you're at the devalue stage. They've, you know, gotten everything they can get out of you. Now they're starting to see things they don't like in you. All right. Because narcissists are never happy and they'll always find fault with you. So they're going to criticize you. They're going to judge you. They're going to judge you about everything in your life. They're going to throw out every rocket they can throw at you to try to hurt you. All right. And why do a lot of them do that? A lot of them do that because of abandonment. The biggest fear a narcissist has is abandonment. All right. They're, a narcissist can't stand alone. A narcissist always has to have that security of knowing somebody's there. All right. That's why a lot of them have different options. They may not just be talking to one person on the side. They could be talking to five people on the side because a narcissist can't be fucking alone. You guys believe me when I tell you, I, I've been around narcissists my whole fucking life. I'm, I'm surrounded by them. Okay. I could write the book on this. And believe me when I tell you, these people cannot be alone. They always got something or someone on the side to validate them. Okay. So this is what you got to keep in mind. And when you're looking back on this relationship and you're saying to yourself, you know, oh, you know, we could have had the most wonderful life and everything. You've got to switch your brain up and say, you know what? That was a fantasy. That was a fantasy. And I fell into it because I trusted too soon. And this is why I tell you 101,000 times, do not trust anybody too soon in the beginning. Okay. That's exactly the narcissist's goal is to have you trust them within the first three months. They're going to push, push, push. Now, another thing I want to tell you guys is this. A narcissist in the beginning and also towards, you know, the middle and the end too, they're going to study you. These people study you. They're going to look at your facial expressions. They're going to try to read you to see where your head's at. They want to know if their lies, their gaslighting, their manipulation is working on you. Okay. The best thing you can do when dealing with a narcissist is to show them no reaction. Okay. Never let them know what you're thinking. Okay. Because if you tell them what you're thinking, they will take it and they will use it against you. Okay. So you, you got to be a little bit, you know, more careful than that, than to wear your heart on a sleeve. So this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. Stop mourning these type of relationships, these relationships where people had hurt you. All right. Stop romant stop thinking about, you know, the dream that you had with that person and start thinking about how that person criticized you, ripped you up and really treated you like you were nothing, all right? That's what you should think about and you, and what you should say to yourself is, you know what? My haters are my motivators, all right? So, you know what? You want to hate on me? Well, guess what? Guess what? Now that only gives me more fuel to do better in my life. I'm going to move on and I'm going to move on and, and get into myself and build myself up and be around people that appreciate me. Okay. I'm going to put myself around the right people that know how to appreciate somebody and not somebody who plays mind games and who comes on fake with the love bombing in the beginning and entraps me because I trusted them that they were telling me the truth. 
Okay, this is what I have to tell you guys. All right, so you got to let it go, refocus, and focus in on the positive things in your life. Forget about the past. You got to let go of the past. That's one of the hardest things to do is to let go of the past. But life is about moving different different stages of life and different journeys. And now you're going to move on to another journey. And what you're going to learn from this is that you're not going to make the same mistakes you made in your past relationships. That when you meet somebody, you're going to move slowly with this person. You're going to look at this person. You're going to look at how they grew up. You're going to look at their family dynamic. I'm telling you, oh my God, I can't say this enough. You better look at that family. It's all about, you know, I'm telling you, People are molded a lot by where they come from, right? Not everybody, but a lot are. And it will give you insight as to, can this person be in a healthy relationship, all right? A lot of people you meet, they, they're very nice. Everybody's nice in the beginning. Remember that. Everybody's nice in the fucking beginning, all right? They all got their, their face on. But as time goes on, you're going to really see how nice this person really is. It's like I told you guys, you go out on a date with somebody and you go to a restaurant, see how this person treats other people. How do they treat the waiter? How do they treat the other people? How do they how do they act when they have to wait on a long line? Are they impatient or or are they patient and they realize that, you know, they could take their time or or they feel entitled, they got to cut the line or something like that. This all gives you insight into somebody's character, all right? Because how they are with other people is going to be how they are with you down the line. This is what a lot of people don't understand. That's why a lot of people, especially a lot of women, they'll fall for the bad boy type, right? Oh, I like him. He's, he's you know, he knows how to handle himself and this and that and everything, right? But then what they don't realize is that toughness is going to be turned on you one day, okay? Don't look at this person and say, oh, you know, I like the fact that this person doesn't take any shit. I like the person that this person doesn't take any crap because you know what? They're not going to take crap from you either. That's what you got to know, right? If you know, if you've been around that kind of, you know, those kind of people, you know how it goes. So, you know, what do I always say? Look for somebody who's kind, all right? And kind over a period of time, all right? Not somebody that's over the top, you know, with these, they seem like they're the greatest thing that ever walked into your life. If they seem like they're the greatest thing that ever walked into your life, nine times out of 10, it's a fantasy, all right? If it grows organically and you're getting to know the person and you, you know, you enjoy each other's company and there's no false future faking about beautiful dreams. Oh, we're going to have a house together and, and kids and everything like that. And they're telling you this in the first three months. That is a red flag, you guys. That is a red flag. You're dealing with somebody who's full of shit. All right. Normal people moving forward in a healthy relationship don't pro- make these promises they take it slow and see how the relationship goes. They're not in a rush. So when somebody's trying to rush you, red flag, red flag, red flag, and slow them down. And if they have a problem being slowed down, then you know you're dealing with somebody who's trying to get over on you, okay? They should be cool with moving slowly. And if they're not, they're trying to, you know, control you. So they're gonna, people that are controlling move fast, 
They want to own it. They want to own you. They want you to trust them. Why? Because it gives them more control over your life. All right. So watch out for these controlling type of people. Controlling type of people are generally narcissistic type of people. All right. And as far as your past relationships, you know, your ex is your ex for a reason. Remember that. Don't go back because same guy, same results. Or if it's the other way around, same woman, same results. And this is what a lot of people don't get through their heads. They think like, oh, you know, they take back somebody that they dated and they think like, oh, you know, let's give it another try. Whatever you saw that person's character, you're going to see it again. Only the second time around, you're going to see it even worse because you took them back. Now they know they got you and the abuse is going to be even worse because now they know they got you. All right. So I hope that helps you. And if it did, hit the subscribe button, share the podcast and have a great day. If you're having trouble in your relationship, or maybe you're dealing with somebody who's a narcissist and you're really confused, you don't know what to do, you need some advice or some clarity, well, I offer email and also phone coaching. Please go to the podcast description for the link on how to get email or phone coaching, or maybe you just have a question that you need answered. All questions will be answered confidentially. So go to the podcast description where it tells you how Yaz can answer your questions. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to make you aware that the Game Exposed podcast now has their merchandise available. You can check out the link in the podcast description. There's hoodies, there's sweatpants, there's t-shirts, there's cool hats. So go check it out. Link is in the podcast description. And follow Yaz on Instagram at dating underscore advice underscore Yaz. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about three types of narcissists out there that you should be aware of. A lot of people are already aware of what a narcissist is, but you got to remember something. There's different types of narcissists and there's different degrees of narcissism, okay? For instance, there's the overt narcissist who's uh, very you know, straightforward about when they don't like something, they're going to come out and they're going to let you know, okay? They're going to, you know, fight with you, argue with you, you know, even though they lie and they manipulate and all of that, the difference with between an overt 
as opposed to a covert narcissist is an overt is overtly obvious and telling you what their problem is with you okay they don't hold back an overt narcissist does not hold back all right they're always going to voice their opinion a lot of them are the life of the party you know they're always trying to you know get other people's validation they always want to be the star in the room they always need constant praise and uh you know, to be admired. Whereas a covert narcissist, I call the covert narcissist the biggest snake out there. Why? Because a covert narcissist won't tell you what's bothering them. The covert narcissist is the one with the biggest mask on, okay? They're the ones that are going to, you know, secretly, covertly, secretly, you know, be very sneaky, um, they're going to pay you back another way, okay? Like, in other words, they may have a problem with you. Maybe you said something they didn't like. Maybe you did something they didn't like. But they're not like an overt narcissist that's going to come out and tell you, hey, I don't like what you said tonight at that party or something like that, or don't you ever talk like that again. A covert narcissist is going to play a lot of mind games, all right? They're going, they're going to make like... They may not, they may put on the act like everything's okay. And then later on, they're going to pick a fight with you or they're going to try to screw you over some other way. One way that a lot of covert narcissists try to screw you over is that they're going to try to ruin your reputation to other people in a very discreet way very sneaky, snaky way, okay? They're going to come, they're very, um, how can I say, they, 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 they're very much, you know, calculating. They're very calculating and they're, you know, they think that they are way more intelligent than you are and so they play the game more. So, in other words, let's say you're dealing with a covert narcissist and you have family, right? A covert narcissist is going to play like they're the good guy. They're the ones that's always trying to, you know, do the right thing. And they're going to make you out to be crazy, okay? They're going to rip you up and try to have you, you know, question your thinking and doubt your thinking. This is what the narcissists do, okay? This is part of narcissistic abuse. The biggest scar that the narcissist leaves on you is that they have you doubting your own judgment because they play these fucking mind games. Because one thing you got to understand about a narcissist, a narcissist is not about the truth, Okay, a narcissist is about lies. All right, that whatever lie they need to do, whether it's overtly or covertly, they're lying, they're manipulating to get whatever kind of you know supply they can get. All right, covert narcissists are very, very, very jealous. Okay, and envious of you. That's why they have to always, you know play these little secretive mind games. And what they do is a covert narcissist is somebody that's basically going to smile to your face 
and then rip you up behind your back, rip you up to a family member. If it's somebody you work with, they're going to give little digs to the boss about you in a very subtle way. A covert narcissist is the biggest coward out there. Okay. How do I know? I've been surrounded by them my whole life. Okay. I could spot them a mile away. So what they're going to do is they're going to give little subtle digs about you. But what they do is the covert narcissist is always using flying monkeys. Okay. Other people to validate them in, in what, what they're saying. Okay. So in other words, if they have an issue about you or something like that, they're going to say something to somebody to the effect of, you know, there's something wrong with them. I don't know what it is, but there's something, okay? This is how they plant little seeds in outsider's head to make you look crazy or to invalidate you or ruin your reputation. They do they they're famous for subtle digs. That's what a covert narcissist does. They're the kind that if you ask them you know, do you think I look okay tonight or something like that? They'll say something to you like, oh yeah, no, you look good. Um, but I like the way you looked in the other dress that you wore the other night. So now th what they do is they plant a seed in your head and they give you a they give you a fucking complex or something like that. Because what they're going to do is when you think of covert narcissist, just think of somebody who's subtly trying to rip you down and they're famous for using outsiders to do it. Okay. They're always, they always need outside, um, people to validate and to gang up on you. A covert narcissist is going to love to gang up against you with other people and invalidate you, okay? Now, when we talk about a malignant narcissist, a malignant narcissist is somebody who has extreme narcissism, okay? They're very narcissistic, they're very selfish, and they can be dangerous, all right? When you're dealing with a malignant narcissist, you are walking on eggshells, okay? How do you know that you're dealing with a malignant narcissist? Because when you piss off a malignant narcissist, they're going to come back at you in such an attacking way that you, you're going to lose your breath, okay, for a second, because they're going to come back at you. They may get in your face. They may curse you out. They may threaten you. They're always going to bully you to the extreme, and they can be very dangerous. Malignant narcissists will stalk you. They'll stalk your social media. They'll stalk where you live. You know, they'll threaten you. And this is the thing that you have to understand when you're dealing with these kind of you know, dangerous people. Never, ever, when you're dealing with a narcissist and you're in a relationship and you're, you know, you're afraid, you're afraid. If if you're feeling that fear, then nine times out of 10, you are dealing with a malignant narcissist, okay? If you feel like you're afraid of what you're gonna say or or if you do something the wrong way, that this person can get physical with you or something along those lines, you are dealing with a malignant narcissist, all right? And that is not somebody that you play with. This is where a lot of people get 
get hurt really badly. And in some cases, people get killed. You know, when you watch these crime stories, whether it's Dateline, 48 Hours, or any of these crime stories, and these relationships that are toxic, a lot of times, the person that got killed or got hurt confronted a malignant narcissist, all right? And in some cases, they said something to them like, well, I'm leaving you. And when you deal with a malignant narcissist and you come at them that way and you threaten to leave them, what does a narcissist hate? A narcissist hates abandonment. That is their biggest fear is abandonment, all right? Because they are, most of the time, they've gone through some kind of abuse in their childhood or they were the golden child, either case, and they're afraid they never had control as a child. So they, this is why they always have this hunger or thirst for control later on. They've got to control you. A malignant narcissist is very, very controlling. All right. They're going to say, you can't wear that. Who are you talking to? Some of them don't even want you to have social media. Okay. But one of the things you got to understand with a malignant narcissist is it doesn't start out that way. Malignant narcissists and pretty much all narcissists in the beginning are very, very charming. This is how they entrap you into their web. This is how they fuck with your head because you you fall in love with somebody in the beginning because they paint this picture of themselves. They mirror what you want in your fantasy and they become that person to you. So you're thinking that you're dealing with this kind, generous, good-hearted person, somebody who's nice to your children, somebody who asks about your sick mother, and you're saying, oh, they're so kind, they're so understanding, somebody who goes out of their way for you. You know, they'll do everything in the beginning to try to fool you and to earn your trust. This is why people, this is why people get fooled, all right? Because they're judging the narcissist in the beginning of the relationship instead of realizing that the true person comes out later on. The biggest problem and the reason people get caught up with a narcissist is because they move too fast in the relationship. You trusted too fast. Do not trust anybody too soon, too fast in the beginning. And this is what the narcissist does. They move like like lightning in the beginning. They they want to own you in the beginning, but they're not they're not going to come out and say I want to own you, but what they're going to do is they're going to overwhelm you. They're going to be on the phone with you all the time. They're going to be texting you on the all the time. They're going to be wanting to see you all the time. They may want to move fast and be in a relationship in the first week, the first two weeks. They may be saying, I love you in the first month. This is all part of the narcissist charm love bombing. This is how they, they, they bring you in. Okay. But when you're dealing with the narcissist, you've got to look at the ways that th- that particular narc operates. Am I dealing with an overt narcissist? You know, somebody who's very selfish and, you know, does whatever that they want to do. And, you know, when they have a problem with something they don't like, they tell me. Am I dealing with a covert narcissist that could be passive aggressive? Covert narcissists are famous for being passive aggressive, you guys, and you need to learn about that. 
Okay, I learned the hard way, believe me when I tell you, all right, because I dealt with so many passive aggressive covert narcissists in my life. And these people, you know, they're very nice in the beginning, but they will pay you back later on. They will not tell you what's on their mind, okay? They're sarcastic. Half the time they say something to you, like let's say you go to a family party with them, and you say to them, well, are you having a good time? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And you don't know if they're serious or if they're being sarcastic. Most of the time they're being sarcastic. All right. Maybe they came to the party. They didn't want to come to your family party. They wanted to do something else, but they didn't tell you that. They didn't verbalize to you. Covert narcissists do not verbalize to you when they don't like something that you're doing or that you want them to do. Instead, they'll yes you. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. And then they'll go, Let's, for example, they'll go to a family party and they'll have a face on. They'll have a fucking face on the whole time in front of your family and your family sitting there looking at them and saying, what's their problem? Okay. Because they couldn't come out and tell you what was bothering them. They're very guarded. Okay. They're very guarded. They cannot show their vulnerability, all right? And they are like, they are a shell of a person, all right? They're cowards. Covert narcissists are flat out cowards, all right? Why are they cowards? Because they can't be transparent. They can't speak their mind. They're so fucking insecure that they're afraid to show who they really are as a person. So they put on this big facade, all right? These are the people that try to impress you with designer labels or they, they try to say, you know, things like, oh, you know, um, uh, I was out in the Hamptons this weekend and this and that. Like they're always trying to impress people because they're so insecure, okay? And they're always putting on that phony facade they try to act like they're better than other people, all right? When in reality, they're very, very insecure, okay? Because people that are secure with themselves don't have to prove shit to anybody else, all right? So when you're dealing with somebody that's always trying to prove something to somebody else, like, oh, you know, um, I I make six figures and, you know... uh uh, I took a private plane, you know, to uh, the Bahamas or something like that. They have to mention little things like that to impress. You're dealing with somebody who's insecure that has to impress, all right? That's why I always say, too, when you're dealing with people that try to impress you with money, the people that have money don't have to impress people, okay? They don't even talk about it, a lot of them. But the people that, you know, are still insecure about it, they've always got to try to prove something, all right? They're always trying to impress somebody. When you're dealing with somebody that's always trying to impress, 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 all right? You're dealing with somebody who's insecure, all right? So just keep that in mind. So you... That's the difference between the overt and the covert narcissist, but be very careful when dealing with a malignant narcissist, okay? Because a lot of malignant narcissists, some of them, you know, they have criminal minds. They, they're they not afraid to lie, cheat, steal. 
They're not afraid to get physical with you, okay? They are big-time bullies. They could be very dangerous. And if you're in a situation, like I mentioned before, where you're walking on eggshells, you don't let the narcissist know that you are going to leave them. You have a support system. You find a group, a support system. that You call the domestic abuse hotline if you have to. And you find out ways on how to get out of that relationship. You get your money right. You save your money. And, and you have a plan to get out safely, okay? But do not tell the malignant narcissist that you are looking to leave them because they can just snap out on you and you could put yourself in danger. And this is what's happened to so many people, you know, in these crime stories. It happened to a good friend of mine when she was dealing with a very, very violent guy, okay? This guy had an 18-page rap sheet, all right? He was, he was dangerous, all right? And she was dating him. His last girlfriend left left and went out of state. She was afraid of him. And my girlfriend ended up getting involved with this guy. This guy cracked her head on a table, gave her a lot of stitches in her head. And when she went to the hospital, he told her, if you open your mouth, he said, I will kill you and I will kill your daughter. Okay. And she was terrified. Turns out she goes and she tells him she's going to leave him. He shows up at her job. He shoots her and then shoots himself. All right. So this is what I mean. And she's not the only one that you hear about these kind of stories. A lot of times when people are, you know, you know, dealing with a malignant narcissist or a violent person, the minute you tell that person you're going to leave them, they they can't handle it. OK, you're not dealing with a typical person. You're dealing with a malignant narcissist, a dangerous person. All right. So a lot of people sit here and they'll, they'll ask me questions like, well, are you a PhD? Are you a doctor? No, I'm not a PhD. No, I'm not a doctor. But yes, I have lived a lot of life and I've been around a lot of different people in my life. And I can, I, I know what I'm talking about because I've studied it. I've lived it. I've been around it my whole fucking life. Okay. Whether it was family relationships, you know, just being around different types of people in my life. And now I'm at a point I could spot it anywhere I go. I'm able to size up people and tell you what they are. Okay. And this is what I'm trying to teach you guys is, you know, I'm doing a lot on narcissists because when you understand narcissism, you understand different types of people in the world and you can spot these people. And when you know what type of person that you're dealing with, you know how to handle the situation, okay? If you're not dealing with a narcissist, you may be dealing with somebody who's very kind, has empathy, okay? But you're not going to know that till time goes by. Don't judge somebody in the very beginning unless they're giving you red flags. That's different. But what I'm trying to say is don't let your guard down in the beginning. And just because somebody's overly kind, overly nice in the first three to six months, think that, you know, you have this perfect person that is so kind and gentle and loving and your soulmate. You don't know that, okay? You don't fucking know that till time goes by and you've seen this person inside out, okay? 
inside out and you've studied their background, you've looked at their family, you looked at their relationship that they've had with their mother or with their father or what kind of family dynamic they had. This is so important. You guys, listen to me when I tell you this, all right? Because it is it is really true, all right? So I hope that made it clearer to a lot of people. They were asking me to, you know, kind of clarify the different types of narcissists out there, okay? And um, I, if you like the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and please share, share, share the podcast. I would really appreciate it. It's really important to create, you know... Um, awareness about narcissism because a lot of people have the people that have been through it know what it is if you've been through it you know what it is once you educate yourself and you could spot it they are so typical they are so predictable you know what you're dealing with and guess what you don't waste your life away with somebody that is toxic and going to you know have wasted time. Your life is important. Don't waste it with the wrong people, you guys. So that's why you got to educate yourself to all of this. Okay. And please share the podcast. The more people that know, the more that could spot it and, you know, less people get fooled and get played. All right. Have a great day.